Welcome to A Place to Find Rest, where we tune our souls to the nature of God and the true expressed nature of ourselves here on earth. Let us begin today by getting into a comfortable position, preferably with your spine erect, sitting up nice and straight, a good support against your back for comfort and hands and legs and neck in a comfortable, relaxed posture. Begin to breathe a little bit more deeply and slowly as we begin to settle our hearts and minds and bodies into our morning meditation. Turn your attention inwards and just follow your breath. All the power of God is centered in this very moment. All of God's love and peace and joy and power and strength is in this moment. And this, and now this. It is never in the past. It is never in our memories. And it is never in the future. It is in this moment. It is only in this moment that Christ can make us free. It is only in this moment that we create a future where the kingdom of God is here on earth. Because there is this disconnection between what we create for the future in this moment and what we see with our physical eyes. Knowing that our physical eyes see the past, see what we have created in the past. 
because of this disconnection, we must stay centered in our spirit and see with our spiritual eyes throughout our days in every moment. We must see everything with our physical eyes as evidence of the past. This is a training process that we go through, each of us on our own, training our minds to know the truth, to enjoy the physical fruits of the past while creating and planting the spiritual seeds that will become physical fruits later. All of this happens with almost no effort on our part. We have only one thing we need to do. And that is to stand fast. To stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. Refusing to become entangled in any yoke of bondage. This comes from Galatians 5, verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Let that verse, let the Holy Spirit speak to you through that verse. Stand that fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. That's all we need to do. And notice that Christ is the one that fills the gap between where we are and where God the Father is and where the kingdom is. All we have to do is desire to stand fast. Set the intention of standing fast in that liberty. 
taking these thoughts and truths deep into your spirit as your eyes are softly closed. Allowing the past to melt away. Letting go of the future that isn't here. Opening your entire being to this moment. Notice the immense space of being that is in this moment. There's no busyness. There are almost no sounds but the sound of my voice. There's nothing to see, nothing to do. Every moment is like this. Even those moments when we are doing or busy or seeing or hearing many sounds. At the core, every moment has this silence, this peace, this boundless space of creation. this boundless love. Again, Galatians 5, 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. As we stand fast, we cling to the hope that is promised to the Spirit, and we enjoy the fruits of the Spirit. All these things are in Galatians 5, 
I encourage you to read that after our meditation. The next minute, be quiet in the space, in, in this moment of time, focusing only on the breath moving in and out of your body. Let go of everything else except the breath. Now, as we enter our soul attunement, enter it from the space of being solely in this moment. We begin at our root, chanting, ah, oh. breath, move that energy up into your creative center.
taking a moment to just root that down into the earth and then back up into your creative center. Staying rooted in this moment, chanting ah. With your next breath in, bring that energy up into your gut, center of hope and happiness. Staying rooted in the moment, chanting E. E. Breathing in, moving the energy into your navel, center of your will and power. Chanting E. E. Breathing in. Moving that energy to your sacred heart with your sternum, center of your dreams and purpose. Chanting Oo. center of your joy and gratitude and outreach to the world. Breathing in, moving that energy to the throat. Chanting ooh. In this place of your voice and freedom. Ooh. Breathing in, moving that energy to the back of your palate, back of your mouth center of your perception, how you see the world, aligning it with God's chanting A. A. Breathing in, moving that energy into your pineal gland, behind your sinuses. Chanting I from the center of miraculous change and transformation. Ah. 
Moving that energy up to the center of your brow, the center of your knowing and intuition. Chanting, oh. to your crown, the center of your, it's a door to heaven, your communication with Jesus, with God our Father, the spirit to enter, chanting awe. center of your energy and your focus to six inches around your body where there is a golden orb of the heavenly realm of angelic protection chanting on attention to 12 inches above your head all around you knowing that this layer permeates your very being and this is the space of all that is the field the quantum field of everything and nothing simultaneously chanting ah breathing in ah And with each ah, your awareness of this field expands further. Ah. Ah. Notice this, this field only exists in this moment. Ah. Ah. Make an effort to relax your body further. Your mind. Ah. Letting go of everything. Ah. Counterintuitively letting go even of your awareness of the field, of your breath, letting go of the body, the mind, letting go of everything. Ah. Whatever comes to mind, let it go. Ah. Even letting go of letting go. Ah. 
Now see in the field, far in the distance, a tree with your next breath. You are immediately, you are directly in front of the tree. Ah, now you're sitting at its base. Under the tree is a box. You know the box has a gift for you. Take the box in your hands. Study it. Feel what it is wrapped with. Is it wrapped in paper? Plain brown paper or wrapping paper? Is it just a cardboard box? Is it wrapped tight or is it easy to open? Whatever it is in the next moment you look at it, you realize it's easy to open. Look at the shape and the wrapping. Feel the wrapping or the plain cardboard or the metal or glass, whatever the box is made of. Can be anything. As you breathe deeply, holding this box in your hands,
Look up at the tree. Realize with sudden joy and awe that you are looking up at the cross. The cross is empty for Christ is risen. Now, as you hold the box, look into the beyond the cross and see bright white light coming from the empty tomb. Allow the overwhelming joy of that moment to fill your whole soul. Now turn your attention back to the box in your hands. Realize two things about this gift. One, it is yours. And yet compared to the resurrection and the gift of Christ, it is insignificant. And yet number two, realize that this gift is for you to receive and give. This gift will help you bring God's kingdom to earth. So in great humility and joy, Shake the box gently. What's inside? Now, with great anticipation, fully in the joy of anticipation, open the box and look inside. Allow great joy and love, founded in awe and humility, to fill you as you see this gift. Take it out of the box. 
hug it to your chest. Knowing that this gift will help you build the kingdom and give and serve in joy and love. You have everything already. This gift is for you to give. It's to empower you to give. As you hug it to your chest, thank God for this opportunity to serve and give. Allow that gratitude to fill you to overflowing. If you're having trouble filling your, allowing your heart to be filled with that joy of gratitude, go ahead and let your mind go to the most grateful, happy, joyful moment you've ever had. And put yourself in that feeling space. You don't have to remember the event, just the emotion. and hug this gift tight. Look back up at the tree, the cross. Back at the tomb. Taking your gift with you, stand up. in this field, in your mind. And know that when we come back into this present moment in the physical world, 
we will be in an entirely new place and space and time because we have accepted this gift. Turn back to the way you came. And on your next breath, come back into awareness of that golden orb around you, that heavenly energy of the angel singing. Breathe deeply, holding your gift to your chest. Relaxing into it, knowing there is nothing that you need to do or plan for this gift to come into your physical reality. All you have to do is stand fast in your freedom in Christ and trust. You know, share your joy with the angels. Imagine that you are or feel that you are. And with your next breath, come back into that's placed between your brow, perhaps just a little bit below your brow, behind your sinuses. Softly focus your attention here at the area of your pineal gland, which is in the center of your skull. Softly hold your focus there with the next breaths and silence. You don't have to do anything else. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage.
The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. You see, when we stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, we reap a great harvest of the fruits of the spirit and those fruits are given forth in our physical creations, bringing heaven to earth, bringing the kingdom of God into focus here on earth. With your next breath, allow yourself to come back to the room you're in. And when you're ready, and only when you're ready, open your eyes. What I love about today and the meditation that the Spirit has taken us on today is the great peace and power that he has given, that he's given us. I hope some of you have had a similar experience or all of you. Would anyone like to share their experience today? I've, okay, so I've been studying these scriptures actually, and I've noticed that I have been resisting. I don't even know how to, uh, I've been, just a second, um, I've been resisting, okay, like when you read Galatians 5, he talks about that we are to have liberty, and we are to be free through Christ, and he talks, you know, there's, it's not the laws, it's not following, not following the laws, it's the love 
of Christ, the faith and love of Christ. And when we walk in, when we walk through the spirit or walk in the spirit, I can't remember what exact uh, preposition or whatever, but when we walk in the spirit, then we know we're walking in the spirit because we're filled with the fruits, the fruits of the spirit. And when we're not filling those fruits, that means we're not walking in the spirit. And we are free only when we are walking in the spirit. Am I even making sense? Yes. Anyway. And the one thing that is not actually in that chapter is the word feeling. We don't feel the fruits of the spirit. We don't necessarily feel them. They aren't feelings. Okay. They are way beyond feeling and our feelings, our emotions are all rooted in the body. Okay. And so um, our feelings can be aligned with truth, but they aren't necessarily. So we can, so, you know, with if we have past trauma or if we have a lot going on, sometimes our feelings in the body get stuck down low in those lower energy centers, okay? And that's why we ended on the um, center of the brow where our knowing where the spirit can speak to us, right? But we don't always feel the fruits of the spirit. And think of it this way. Okay, if I am a fish and I am in water, I don't know the water is there. I only know the water is there when it's gone, right? Because the physical experience is limited now and it's, tempor and it's temporal, it ch it's changeable. And so sometimes we feel that those for, we feel the love or the joy or the peace, but sometimes we don't feel it at all. Now, that doesn't mean that it isn't there. It means we're disconnected from our true experience. Okay. So does that make sense at all? But our feelings are indications of our thoughts. And if our mind is the mind of Christ, and our thoughts are the thoughts of the spirit, we're, and we're walking in the spirit, and our thoughts are in the spirit, then we have those, the fruits, the love, peace, joy, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. We have them, but they're not necessarily feelings. So here's the, here's the disconnect, right? Here's what can happen. There can be a disconnection. Okay, think of it this way. You know, um, let's say, you know, Mother Teresa gets the flu. Okay. So Mother Teresa was a very highly, you know, very yes. close Jesus follower. Okay. If she gets the flu, how is she feeling? Not too fabulous. Right. So, and at the, let's say at the end of her life, when she had cancer and she was passing from this world, she didn't feel fabulous. Right. She didn't feel Okay. Emotionally, she didn't feel these fruits of the spirit, but she, but you can still have gratitude even in challenge. 
Yes. Because really all, there's no such thing as a problem. We're not a problem. Our lives are not a problem when we're in the spirit. Do you see? Yes, I do. So that's, that's where the, okay. So when we are following Christ, when we are in Christ, we have these fruits, period. Now, whether or not we fully experience them and realize them while in the body and the mind is another thing. So what I'm saying doesn't obfuscate what you're saying, okay? What it means is that there can be a disconnection in our body and mind between our real experience. So when we are following, when we are in this, when we are being led by the spirit and we are doing, and we are in that place, those fruits are there, whether or not we experience them. So what we have to do is heal the body and the mind so that we can fully experience them. So if we aren't fully experiencing them, then we know that there is a, there is something in our body, something rooted in the body or something rooted in our mind that needs to be healed, but we have the fruits. So it's, it's kind of like, so the, the difference between what I'm saying and what, you know, the normal way of looking at it is like, you've heard the story of, you know, the pilgrims coming to, to, um, the, to the Americas. And the, there's this story of how the, in, the native people could not see the ships. They'd never seen anything like that before. They couldn't see the ships. Now, I don't know whether or not this is actually true, but it's a great, you know, illustration. So they couldn't see the ships, but the chief knew some, or the medicine man or whoever thought, knew there was something going on, right? Because there were these ripples on the water that didn't make sense. And so he sat on the shore until he could see with his physical eyes what was actually there, okay? So there was a disconnection between what was actually there and what he was experiencing, what he was perceiving. And that is what happens when we don't feel the fullness of the fruits of the spirit. What is really happening there isn't that we have some spiritual deficit. That's impossible. We are in our fullness in Christ. Okay. When okay. we have accepted him, we have it. So the only thing that can be happening is that there is a disconnection between our body and our spirit and our spiritual truth or our mind and our spiritual truth, because that's where things get wonky. That's where we've, you know, learned lessons that don't, don't make sense, right? In the spirit that aren't actually true. We have trapped emotions. Okay. We have, you know, that's what I, why I use the example of um, physical illness, you know, that it is a, it is basically a dis-ease, right? Any of these right. things that, that take us out of that flow and that take us out of that experience of the fruits. And it is that flow. And so um, 
it's a great point. And that's, that's what we, what we, our goal, right. Is to experience our fullness. We know it's there. We already have it. It's all right there. And the degree to which we experience it is the degree to which we have healed our bodies and minds. Okay. And that can be a prayer as well. We can pray for that and, and coming together in prayer for that, right. Seeking our, um, those that love us seeking their prayers and their attention in those, in those healing moments when we need it. Um, so that we have both that vertical axis between us and God and the horizontal axis between us and the others, the other sons and daughters of God that walk with us on this earth. Does that help? But isn't the actual block of us feeling the fruits of the spirit an erroneous thought because feelings are a result of thoughts even if we're not consciously aware of the thoughts that are you know the programs that are running in our minds mm -hmm. our feelings are a result yeah that's and evidence of, of our thoughts that's definitely part of it but it can't it usually can't be healed by thought alone okay so um so we can't we can't think ourselves out of the box right because the box is the mind and so um we have to, that is very true and that and there's like there's conundrums that happen in all of this right so for instance if you do you know when we go to the the quant when we're in the field and we're letting go of everything it's actually you know, we, we can't, right? We can't, and yet we do. And so then how does that work? So there are conundrums and that's perfectly normal and natural for there to be conundrums because we have a limited mind and we're bumping up against the infinite, right? And all we have to perceive with in this life is our, is our finite mind. And so our perception is always going to be um, finite, right? And yet we're again, bumping up against the infinite. Now God, now Christ can fill that gap. The spirit fills that gap. And yet that gap itself, okay, is, um, is only filled when we need it filled, right? The spirit will only fill it when we need it. And Jana or Frank, go ahead. Hi, we're both here, but I, had a wanted to say I just I have to keep things simple for myself <laughs> the basic stuff but yeah I was thinking the fruits of the spirit are the natural outcome of what the Holy Spirit is doing within our soul of course and it is through the transformation of our mind and our body and all that healing that goes along with it so I have to think of it as um and in my life I can see how it is part of that process of the transformation and we don't like I have peace today within my life like the triggers that that kind of start going away as you receive the healing that it's like it's just not there anymore it's not something I can do or I can right. bring this feeling up or attached to anything it's just that natural process of the fruit this coming because you know fruit takes time to grow too and so I, I guess it's um I understand a little bit of what Tyrese said, you know, how do you even know that you're, you're accomplishing something? It's kind of like you want to see that you're change the change in yourself or something. And it's almost like, 
what you're doing with the meditation in that regard, teaching us how to just let it go and let just not even be concerned about those things. You just have to kind of concentrate on, on more of the core aspects of it than um, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, I guess all it's trying to say is it's just, the fruit of the spirits, it becomes evident in our life and, and we, the feelings do not always, I guess, it's just kind of a state of being. It's almost like the feelings aren't always present. Yeah. And the, the thing is that, yeah, and I mean, the, the thing, the, the fruits are always there. The moment we are saved, we have everything. And this is something that we're often taught is not the case, but if we read the word, it's, it's right there and it's over and over and over and over again. You know, Jesus doesn't say you're saved and then you got to wait, you know, to, to have all the, the, to, to be, you know, you have to wait. No, you don't have to wait for those fruits. The fruits are there. What we're waiting for is our re recognition of them and our realization of them, you know? And so, um, so yeah, I mean, I, what you're saying is that makes sense. Like, cause you've got, you're in the spirit. We, we have, we walk in the spirit. We don't necessarily feel everything to its fullness, but as we come more and more into our true identity as Christ followers and as a, as part of the body of the sun, we are part of the sonship. We are part of the vine. We are the branches to the vine. We are Christ on earth. We have to, all the little things about ourselves, you know, are, are not the reality of who we are. They, they're not the eternal parts of who we are, you know, like we don't take this body and mind with us, you know? So the way that we think our personality, some of those things go with us, but not like they are now, you know, clearly we don't take our bodies with us. So, um, but they are our vehicles here. And so what we have to do is tune our engine. We have to tune, we have to make sure we have to, you know, do that tuning and, and, we can do those things, but you're right, Jana, we don't close. There's still going to be a gap between where we are and what we're able to recognize in truth. That's what the spirit fills. And we don't have to worry about that because we know that if we invite the spirit to fill that gap, he will, but we get to choose whether or not he fills that gap, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So here's the thing. What Jana, I think one of, one of the things you're saying is we don't have a heaviness of responsibility about doing it right, okay? We can just relax. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, I think. Um, it is the Holy Spirit doing that within us. And of course, we need to be conscious of, of our feelings and where, where our mind is at, where our intentions are at, but it's it's allowing the Holy Spirit to do that within us and yeah, um, kind of relaxing into that in a sense. That's what I, how I have to kind of look at it in a way. Exactly. And you know, the spirit will bring, as the spirit closes that gap, 
the spirit brings things to my awareness, right? So it'll be like, and, and as I follow that intuition, those things are healed, but you know, it's on God's timing, right? It's not my timing. So, you know, one of the, one of the most dramatic examples of this in my life that will kind of, that I think will help Tyree, I hope you Tyree to, to see this, okay? That we don't have to be impatient with ourselves um, or think we're doing it wrong, you know? Um, when I, when I, um, so through a lot of my life, a lot of you know that um, there was basically this battle for my soul, right? That was, now my soul was secure. I had accepted the Lord at a young age, but for control of my, you know, life here on earth, my mother followed um, very much satanic practices. My grandmother and grandfather were, um, were very close disciples. They were very close to Jesus. So there was this battle. And um, for many years, I was very, very manipulated um, by my mother and by, and I, and I did not see the evil, okay? I just didn't see it. I didn't see the lies. I just didn't see it, you know? Well, so you think about that. There was this veil over my eyes and I didn't see the truth. I didn't see the truth. Well, one spring, and you've heard this story. I won't go into too much depth, but this one spring I did this, I was compelled by the spirit to do this love experiment, which is where I dug I really went into meditation and dug way down deep, went deep, deep, deep. What is the source of love within myself? And you know, the thing is, when you peel back all the layers of the self absent of God, there was nothing. There is nothing. And I realized in this one shocking moment that there was nothing. There was no love within me absent of God. And that was in like early April. By Late April, early May, my son came to me and he said, I don't want to go to grandma's house anymore. Of course, that was my mother. And I'm like, why? And he said, grandma's a narcissist. Now understand my son is like 13 years old at this point. Like, how does he even know what a narcissist is? But somehow, again, the spirit used this moment to open my mind to this possibility. And I started seeing what she was doing in a whole new light. So see, the spirit did all of this. I simply followed the, the spirit. And then one day, and I think it was in late May or early June, I was sitting in my car and suddenly I realized that if my mother had been lying about everything and she had been, and I saw it now, she was lying about Jesus too. She'd always told me, always made me, always made me feel really guilty about loving Jesus and when I realized that she was lying about that, everything opened up, right? I was free to love Jesus again. Now, what the pivotal part of this is that two weeks later, I went to my grandma and grandpa's house down in Missouri, and I realized that they needed me to take care of them. They were failing and they needed me. And this was... This was the entire time. See how perfect the timing was? 
they needed me. The spirit prepared me for that moment. And everything I went through beforehand, I don't see all the purposes of it, but God knows. And, and also at that very same time, by the way, God gave me a new car because my car had a lot of miles on it and I got this new car. So I was able to travel back and forth between Missouri and Illinois, which is an eight hour drive every single month for like two years. Okay. And sometimes more than that. So you see how the spirit lines everything up. It was like this, this moment, like Paul's moment on the road to Damascus. It's just boom. It was open. You know, prior to that, he had been a completely different person and God had his reasons for keeping Paul's eyes closed until that moment. And if there is any way in which we are not fully experiencing the fruits of the spirit in this moment and the spirit, the Holy Spirit isn't giving us the way to see clearly, then he has a reason and we have to trust even that. And so we want to remain open to healing, but if something isn't healed, okay, we can't force it if it isn't in God's time. Now, if it is, and if we're feeling that urge to heal, then we follow that urge. But we follow the urge in a sense of peace and perfection, knowing that wherever we are right this minute, healed or unhealed, aligned with the fruits of the spirit or not, it is perfect. It is perfect, perfect, perfect. And whatever we're doing in this moment is perfect. And everything is unfolding perfectly. Even if they don't seem to be unfolding perfectly, in our view, they are, they truly are. Thank you. I think you're right. I think it is just my impatience with myself because I feel like, well, if the spirit opens up the scriptures and connects all these things for me, then I should be able to live in the spirit and walk in the spirit and all the time and not get upset with my children and not react and not be acted upon because he wants us to be free. He wants us to be free in our bodies. He wants us to our bodies to be the tools they were designed to be and to be free in our bodies, not just from our bodies. Yeah. And yeah. so I guess I is, I, you're right. I guess it is impatience mm -hmm. with myself because I'm like, if he tells me and teaches me, then I should be able to be there. <laughs> yeah. But no, who do you think you are? I mean, seriously. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Who do you think you are that you can just do this? Right? Seriously. And I suffer from the same thing. I'm who am I? Who am I that I would understand the mysteries of God? Who am I? Well, I know who I am, right? But I'm only that through Christ. See what I mean? 
So that phrase, who are you? Who do you think you are? Only becomes an accusation when we're out of alignment with the spirit. See what I mean? And I'm saying it on purpose that way because I want you to see it. When I'm out of alignment with the spirit in any way, when I say, who do you think you are? It feels small. But when I'm in alignment with the spirit, which can be that place of imperfection in our own minds, because who, what is my mind? What is my mind, right? My mind is, you know, seriously. So let it go. Definitely let it go. You are perfect just like you are right now, Tyree. Absolutely perfect. And maybe that's more than anything else, what you want to focus on, that if this is how you are right now, and this is who you are right now, then obviously it is perfect because if it was, if it needed to be any other way, God would make it so. God would make it so. You see what I mean? Well, we still have agency. We still have that power and responsibility to choose yeah but aren't you choosing into the spirit to the best of your ability all the time to the best of your ability yes all right so then it's unfolding perfectly which brings us to romans eight twenty eight. for god works thing all things together for good for those who love the lord And who are, I think it's something like something about his righteousness. I don't remember. Let me see. In verse 17, ah. it talks about how we are joint heirs with Christ. Mm -hmm. And if to receive everything that he has. Yeah. And 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Now, what's so interesting about that verse is that it isn't just, oh, great, when other people do stupid things, God's going to make it okay for me. No, it's that when I do things that I don't feel like that are out of alignment with the spirit, when I do stupid things, he's going to make it all work out good. You know, I mean, it's amazing. God is amazing. And I look at verse one in this, in this chapter, there is therefore now no condemnation to them, which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There is no condemnation. There is no condemnation. So, and you know what's, what's hilarious about all of this is that Tyree, the more you accept that there is no condemnation in Christ and that you, God is working everything out for good, both the things that you perceive as good and the ones you don't perceive as good, the more you're going to feel that peace and the more the fruits of the spirit are going to become evident to you and the more you're going to be able to live them out. So this is not a matter of your effort. The, the effort you expend should not be on fixing yourself. The effort you expend should be on realizing that you're already perfect and you're coming into that realization and you're in a perfect place of realizing that perfection. Right now, you are in the perfect place of realizing that perfection, even if you're yelling at your kid. I 
I know it's mind blowing, but it's just the way it is. Yeah. Can I say, I was wanted to add, I, I yeah. so get Tyree's position because yeah. I feel kind of like I'm here now. We all go through that. <laughs> I, and I love what you're saying, Laura. This is so um, awesome. It's just so helpful to hear because um, uh, it's kind of like, I don't like being in the valleys and I just want to be on the mountaintop all the time in that happy, you know, great spot. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. Yeah. I see the fruit of the spirit in my life. Um, you know, and wow, peachy keen. But the fact is, is that if I recognize K valleys are part of life, which is like, I don't know why that's hard for me. It just is. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't like those places enough that any of us necessarily like them, but it's, it's really, I try and avoid them to a, to an unnatural point sometimes. So that those are the types of things that obviously can bring people to depression. And I don't really deal with that. It's just, it's when the doubt it's when that, that consistent persistency that you have to take is so much harder. And um, it's like, I just don't see anything. I don't see, Lord, I don't see you working in my life. I don't see steps in front of me. I don't see um, the light at the end of the tunnel or the top of the mountain or, you know, those types of things that seem like they're just not there, like nothing's happening. And, um, and those, the, the fruits just aren't necessarily evident in my life. And so um, well, I'm just trying to say that as encouragement too, along with what um, things you guys are saying and that um, accepting our space and where we're at and just, I uh, you know, doing our part is to, to be consistent and persistent with that, to constantly be looking to the Lord and, um, it doesn't ever change. I mean, that's always what we have to do every day yep. of our lives. That's the proper application of our mind, the improper application of our mind, because the mind cuts like a knife. The mind is a knife. Okay. It cuts. And so the proper application of this incredibly powerful tool we have is to align ourselves with Christ at every moment. And what is his truth? It's what we've read today versus, versus cutting ourselves, cutting our life, cutting other people. I didn't do that right. This part of my life isn't working. This that person should have done that differently. And believe me, the only reason I'm able to talk about this is because I've done it. Tyree, I can't even, I, if, if I had a nickel for every time I yelled at my son, okay, I would be a very wealthy woman right now, okay? It's not a proud thing, but it's the way it is, you know? And I have to, I was a very anxious person back then. I mean, you can imagine, you know, with everything I was going through. Um, and um, I can't even imagine if I'd had five children. My goodness gracious, those poor things, you know? <laughs> like seriously you guys are so much further along than I am or that I was you know but um in terms of my understanding back then so but you know God makes all of it good and I have to accept that it was perfect because if God had wanted because as much as I sought God even in my confusion if he needed me to understand Okay, if he needed me to wake up to those lies earlier, he would have given me that impetus to do so. Because whenever I got an impetus from the spirit, I followed it, you know, and I'm a sheep, you know, and um, 
And now in this moment, it see all of this is, is coming into our true identity in those fruits of the spirit, but God is the one, the spirit is the one that leads us to that. And ultimately remember our quantum leap experience, because I know all of you were there. It leads us to oneness with him, right? And in that, what that is the truth, the truth, the ultimate reality is our oneness with him that we are in him we are the reality of us is him it is god that is the reality of who we are coming into that is applying that knife of the mind because the mind wants to immediately cut that and say no that's not true i'm over here and god is over there well that actually makes zero sense whatsoever because god is infinite so how could i possibly not be in god right so it's all just a matter of my realization of it or not and this is the definition by the way of heaven and hell because heaven is unity with god hell is separation from god and it is coming back into the garden all of these things come together in the same place you know and how do we get there we get there by just like janice said relaxing into the truth and applying our mind to choose Christ again and again, to choose love, love for ourselves, love for our life, just like it is, okay? Love for the projectile vomiting and the, you know, <laughs> whatever's happening, right? <laughs> yes screaming children kids fighting with each other or getting along whichever one it's perfect yes perfect. all right anything else we'd like to share i know we've gone over but that's wonderful it's been such a beautiful discussion i've loved every minute of it <sighs> all right well it was an absolute joy to have all of you here today tammy hello so happy to see you and Frank and Jan and Tyree. And it's just um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful today. And I'll get this posted. And um, I have um, I have so many things I want to share with you with the uh, um, the waiting tree, too. So, um, yeah, I gave you a little I gave you a little um, spoiler today with the waiting tree. It's actually going to be an entire book. So just need to find the time. Tammy says, thank you. I love you all. And it was such a blessing to be here this morning. Yay. All right, everyone have a wonderful, wonderful day. And um, I love you. And I already miss you, even though you're not gone yet. And I will see you next week. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Love you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. Remember that you can subscribe to our podcast and get the updates and you can join us live on Wednesday mornings at 8 a.m. Central. We'll see you next time.